In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. When I was about four years old, my parents went through a really rough patch in their marriage. They were young, and they would fight, and it was really loud. I remember a lot of yelling and screaming and even sometimes a dish breaking. And at four years old, I wanted to hide. I had this urge that I still can feel sometimes to just get into my closet in the corner where it was dark and where it was quiet. It felt safe in there. Evidently, my nursery school teacher called my parents because I would hide in my cubbyhole in nursery school. My parents realized that they their fighting was hurting me, so they sent me to a therapist and they got help too. And all of that was good. But there are times when I still recall that feeling of just wanting to hide. When I read the list of the school shootings that we prayed for this morning, I get that same feeling. I just want to hide. Or sometimes if I turn on the news, it's so overwhelming. It's like you want to just shield yourself. It's too much. It's just too much. It's like we're not designed to handle all that. The Garden of Eden had boundaries. Paradise has boundaries. God set up that garden to protect us. God instructed the human race not to take the knowledge of the good and evil because it was too much but we took it anyway. And then Adam and Eve, it says in the book of Genesis, that the first reaction they had after eating that fruit was that they wanted to hide. They started covering their bodies, and then if you read a little further, they hide from God in the garden. And there's this very sad moment when God is walking in the garden, in the cool of the evening, it says in the book of Genesis, you can only imagine how beautiful it must have been. We get glimpses of it here in the cool of the evening. God is walking and God says, where are you? 
have you gone from me? We talk about how Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden, but really they left the garden that moment that their eyes were opened and they saw too much. It was from that moment, the moment that they wanted to hide, that everything was changed. When it all became just too much. One of the things that I love most about Jesus is that he does everything almost like he's undoing that first story from the Garden of Eden. Everything he does is the opposite. Instead of running and hiding, immediately after his baptism, he goes back to the garden, he goes out into the wilderness where he does not hide and he does not run. He sits there. And he waits for all the darkness to come, for all the temptation, all the horrible thoughts, all the craziness, everything that you would call Satan or darkness or devil, he just waits for it to come. And he doesn't fix it, and he doesn't try to solve it, and he doesn't obey it either. The devil says, just feed yourself. You can do it. You don't need to be hungry. You don't need to suffer. Make it all better for yourself. Fix it. And Jesus responds with a line from the book of Deuteronomy. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. I'm not going to fix it. I'm not going to solve it. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to sit here suffering and vulnerable and hungry and lonely and I'm just going to let it be. And the miracle that happens is after Satan has tried everything, he goes away. And there's this beautiful last line in the passage that said, and then the angels came and waited on him. You see, that's the miracle. That's the weird thing is that it's when we stop trying to fix everything, it's when we stop running around trying to solve all the world's problems, it's when we're truly honest and openly broken that sometimes miracles occur. Because that's when we're letting God be God. That's when the Savior can be the Savior. Every once in a while on Broadway, they'll have a show that really just hits home 
with the pain and reality of our culture. And one of those musical theater productions is Dear Evan Hansen. Has any of you seen that show, Dear Evan Hansen? It is a brilliant portrait of a teenage boy. And talk about school shootings. This teenage boy is incredibly lonely. He has social anxiety, he has depression. His dad left when he was little. His mom is working all the time just to try to support them. He breaks his arm all by himself and no one comes to help him. Meanwhile, another kid in his high school class dies, takes his own life, Connor. So Evan Hansen starts lying. He makes up this whole story about how he was really best friends with Connor and they were so good to each other. And he starts posting all this stuff on social media that's nothing but a fabrication. And everyone tunes in and everyone thinks he's a hero. And Connor's family welcomes him in and all of a sudden he, Connor's sister he has a crush on and he loves the two parents being there. And it's everything he wanted, but it's all a lie. It's a social media fabrication. And Evan Hansen is living this lie and he's dying inside. Until there's this one incredibly powerful moment where his hard-working single mom sits down with him and she is vulnerable. She realizes that he's been telling all these lies and instead of yelling at him or chastising him, she tells him about what it's really like for her. She talks about how when he was a little boy and his dad pulled out of the, the, the driveway, how frightened she was and how the house felt so big and she felt so small. How she wanted to hide because she knew that from that moment on, she would never be able to be enough for him. That no matter how hard she worked, that he was going to have to be alone sometimes. That she knew that she would fail him, no matter how hard she tried. And in that moment where she shows him her brokenness, Evan Hansen begins to get well. he realizes that although his life is broken and lonely, that she loves him. And that it's enough. You know, when Jesus came in the resurrected form, he didn't come and show off his muscles. He didn't show us his hair or how rosy his cheeks were, how did he show the disciples who he was? Do you remember? He showed them his wounds. That was how they knew him. And that's how we know each other. If you show me your resume and you tell me how awesome you are, I really don't care very much. But if you show me where you hurt, 
But then I feel like we've made a connection. And that's why when we post all this silly stuff on social media about our beautiful families all smiling in the camera and how happy they are, why it makes people feel so lonely. Because it's not the full truth. You know, I used to watch these Ironman races. You know those races where, gosh, I, I mean, it's incredible. They swim for 2.5 miles, they, they bike for 100 miles, and then they run a marathon. It's totally insane. Only OCD people do it. <laughs> and I was impressed, sure, but it didn't mean that much to me, except what I like to do is come back at the very end. You see, in order to be an Ironman, you have to finish the whole thing by midnight, which is, like, I don't know, 15 hours or something. So a lot of people, sure, people would cheer for the winner, but what was really beautiful was coming back at midnight when there were these people that, whose bodies were totally broken down and they were just trying to get over the finish line. I'll never forget this one woman. She couldn't even walk. She was crawling. Her knees were bloody. She, she was absolutely dehydrated and desperate, and we saw her coming from a distance, stumbling and trying to get up again, and we started cheering and banging on the bleachers and screaming as if by the force of our love and enthusiasm we could get her over the finish line. And I loved her because I saw her struggle, and it was beautiful. That's when the angels show up, when we stop trying to be God and trying to be perfect and have it all together. That's when the miracles happen, when we make connections, when we start actually listening to God. I think that the most courageous word that we can say in this day and age is this one simple word, help. It's okay if you want to run and hide. But there's something much better when we just tell the truth. Because that, my friends, is when miracles occur. Amen.